All right, Lord, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this time. We thank you that it is strategic, it's divine. And I pray that you would touch someone that is listening, that you would impact someone, yes. empower someone, inspire someone. Let this moment be impartation to someone that is listening. Let them gain something that they did not know, that they did not have, that will help them in their personal walk with Christ. And Father, we most of all pray for one faith, the podcast, the ministry, the outreach, the evangelism. Whatever you are leading them to do, I pray that because they see to it and they obey it, that you will prosper it and cause the impact to grow in magnitude. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So we're going to jump right into it. Now, the reason why I asked this specific topic for you two is because I know you have your prayer connect that you hold every Monday mornings. Um, I'm a big fan of it. I tune in. Uh, whenever I get a chance and just, you know, just get lost in prayer and just be sitting in my room just crying. (laughs) And I know, uh, man, this awesome man of God, man, he is just prayer, 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 like (laughs) fire, prayer. And so that's what I wanted to ask you both, because one of the things that I admire from both of you is your posture according to prayer, Mm -hmm. your heart that is inclined to prayer. And so I know your story, Pastor Hawkins, and I know um, some of your story, uh, Minister Montana. But I want to ask, what is prayer and why is it important to the believer? Any one of y'all can start off. Man, it's crazy. I was thinking about this today uh, in simple words. And I wrote this thing down, worship through communication. And I think most people look at it because prayer is an invocation. We're actually asking God, inviting him as an authority and asking him for assistance, typically in a matter. So when we're asking for prayer, we're going to God in prayer. Uh, we're asking God to literally give us the authority to go before you. But it's for me, it's worship and communication because that's the only thing that he seeks for. That's the only thing that he desires. So I think what I've been watching in this generation is we're seeing pop up intercessors. And we're seeing this generation is starting to pop up prayer, but they don't understand it's invocation. You know, Mm, that's the thing that we do at funerals. Like we invoke the presence of God to come in our arena where we are, you know, in the midst of that service. We declare that we want his authority to come in. So when we pray, that's what we do as believers. We're just agreeing with God's authority in the earth. And we're just asking that his will is done. So, you know, when I go to pray, it's worship for me through communication. Simplify. Amen. Absolutely. I totally agree with what he just said. It, um, specifically for me, I see it as a direct channel to the seat of God. I'm not in the seat, but I have access to the seat. Therefore, I have access to the benefits of the seat, right. the authority of the seat. I have the ability to cast down things. I have the ability to invoke God with what I need him to do for me communicate with what's heavy on me so it's that direct channel to communication of God um and it's it's the ability to engage in intimacy with the Lord yeah. that's good yeah that's good and you know uh, minister so I, I remember I tuned in on one of your um prayer connect calls and you talked about how um your I would say posture to prayer and your posture to ministry how it was Pretty much started at an early age. You absolutely. Know, you've been doing this thing before. Oh, ever. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So I do want to ask you as a quick follow up question, if you could just like, you know, kind of dive in a little bit about, you know, your posture, how how you began as a young Christian, you know, starting out. How did you develop that love and that yearning and that I would say that um, desire to just pray? 
yes. and to connect with God on a much deeper level. Okay, so I'll say this. I'll make the disclaimer here that there has always been a call mm-hmm. on my life that I knew was there. Mm-hmm. But I just need all the parents to listen that are listening to this to understand that I was privileged enough to have parents and grandparents yeah. around me that really love God. Yeah. Like I woke up to hearing my mom speak in tongues. Boy. I was yeah. in the house hearing my mama when she was going through, she wasn't cussing people out. She was in another room getting her breakthrough Come and on. didn't care about what anybody in the house had to say. So because of that, I immediately wanted it. Mm-hmm. And my desire to want it on my own came from what I knew was a call on me. Mm. I was wrapped around prophecy. I was wrapped around being told there's an anointing on you. I was wrapped about, around being reminded that a prophet came to my mother and said, you carrying a preacher. Mm. And so because of that, I always attracted to what was uh, familiar to my call. Yeah, mm. yeah. And if I was going to mm. do it, I was going to do it right. Yeah. I was going to have the real thing. So that's where my yearning for God came from. So the same way my mother prayed in the room, I would be in my own room mm. speaking in tongues, powerful. praying. That's powerful. And that's, just, that's just the way it went for me. Man, man, I applaud that. Yeah, I applaud that. And, and the reason I applaud that, because a lot of us, uh, most of our generation had that but ran from it yeah you know? right exactly you cool. know what i'm saying so because i'm i'm one of them you know i i should have i was called at an early age but i ran from it because i was so busy trying to fit in with the image of the world mm. that i missed out time where i should have been developing and growing in god so to hear that you know people of god please listen to what he is saying you're never too young no you're never too no. young um, to start or neither you're never too old because you think about people in the word of God you got people from uh, Jeremiah all the way to Moses who was 80 years old when he started his ministry and different things of that nature but still when God calls you please listen to that take heed and understand that the foundation of that will be prayer you know and and developing in that because you can't do it without God here you have this major gift that God has given you and you need some type of development. You need to intercede with the one who's given to given right, it to right. you in order. Because here you have Jeremiah, thirteen years old, yeah. having to prophesy to nations. Yeah. Is this is not that's a heavy weight? You know, people read about it, but no, just put yourself in those shoes where you're thirteen years old, uh-huh. having to prophesy to nations and tell them if you don't do this, if you don't do that, then this is going to happen. Yeah. That's really heavy. That's and let me heavy. just say something with that, too. Uh, it's funny he said that because that's one of the scriptures that the Lord spoke to me from as at a young age Come that on. preserved me in my walk because I'm surrounded by other young people. I want to be just like I just I want to be normal, mm-hmm. but you can't run away from the call. That's it. And you will find everything to disqualify yourself because you're like, Lord, I don't want to do this yet. And and I'll say this. I remember the Lord calling me. I was like, like the years of 12 and 13, I was like, not yet, not yet. I'll preach at 15. And that's exactly what I did. Mm. I waited till I was 15 because I was like, Lord, there's no way Mm -hmm. I'm about to do this. And it's just about to be some cute thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because 
that's a thing now. Right, right. You know, right. people that mimic church, mm-hmm. you label them as a preacher, mm-hmm. and then you put them up, and there was no actual call. So by the time they get 18, man, man. It's, it looks man. real scandalous. But as far as Jeremiah 1, one of the things that the Lord always told me through that scripture, God tells Jeremiah, he says, because Jeremiah's figuring out, trying to figure out what words he has to say. And the Lord literally says, and this scripture sticks out to me so strong, even still today. He said, I will put my hand mm-hmm. on your mouth. Mm-hmm. I will put my words yep. in mm-hmm. your mouth. And that sign of impartation is what always carried me through. Mm-hmm. So whenever sure. I get up to preach, pray, I'm always reminded that God's word is put in my mouth. Wow. Man, man, this this is good. This is good, y'all. This is good. Uh, Pastor Hawkins, now, I I know some of your story as well, um, but to those who have never heard it, you know, how did you, I would say, develop your desire and your yearning for prayer? And how did you just continue to posture yourself in that even after uh, everything that you have been through? Well, uh, I was actually raising a house with my grandmothers. And so when I was a, a young kid, my grandmother's grandmother would, would come down from Maryland. She stayed in Salisbury and then she would tra- like travel back and forth to Maryland as she got a little bit up in age. So um, I was raised with my grandmothers and we grew up in a Baptist church, so there was no tongues. No, um, ain't no tongues going no on. Tongue, no tongues church. going on in the Baptist church. <laughs> But it was the presence of God that I felt. And my grandma was like 80-something at the time, and she would just literally sit on this rocking chair in the front of this old, dusted, broken-down house that she stayed in. You could literally look and see the dirt in the floor. She had a wood stove that you had to put wood in uh, to heat up the house. But I seen, uh, as she began to pray, that the house would be restored, repaired. And I, be- I remember her going before she she took naps so she was older, and she would take naps and she would always you know, home before she took a nap and pray. And I would go outside and sit on the porch with her and we would just rock it. We would just talk. She was my best friend. And she was imparting prayer by by showing me prayer. It wasn't something that I, I caught it. I caught my prayer life. I caught it by watching my pastor, whose name was Reverend Eggert Shepherd. He was a, he and he, his his last name was his first name. Like he lived it out. And I, I remember when my grandmother, because she was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, and couldn't work and was out of out of work. We had to literally wash her and bathe her. And um, I would literally pray because I wanted to see God heal her. And she would be in so much pain. I was like eight, nine years old. I would to wash her up, fix sandwiches. So I, I came into prayer by being catching prayer because there were so many needs that we seen, you know, growing up in a home where just me and my grandmother, my grandfather was a truck driver. My grandmother had seven kids of her own. Uh, nine kids total. I'm the 10th kid inside of the house. I'm the baby. And so literally watching the Lord through prayer just like stirred something in me. And I remember questions that I had. I was asking God, like, you know, why my mom isn't here and my dad was in the military. And I was just asking questions. I was going to my room and literally I would pray myself to sleep, cry myself to sleep, asking God the why questions. It wasn't about the calling. I didn't understand that, but I was like, God, why is it that everybody else has a two-parent home except yeah. me? Why would it be like, so questions like that that just challenge me, but the Lord would utilize me in church at a young age. I sung in the choir. I would always be out front and didn't know that like God was putting a groaning from my grandmother mm-hmm. inside of my belly. Like it was something that I felt that was, t- I feel it now like inside of the, the presence of God that just would come 
when she would open her mouth, she didn't have to do much. I never heard a tone come out of her mouth, but when she began to home, literally the presence of God would saturate the front porch and everything about it would draw me into prayer. And I, I just felt the peace of God when she began to open up her mouth. And I carried that. So in my moments, I remember when my grandmother had arthritis. I remember at 89 years old when my grandmother had a brain tumor, had to go in from surgery. I remember the miracles that surrounded her prayer and it drew me to prayer. Mm. You know, so I'm here mm. by I'm, I was drawn by it from the generation, you know, like uh, Timothy had Lois and Eunice. And, I, and it, that prayer, that gift that was imparted in them. I believe that God utilized my grandmothers to impart the spirit of prayer in me. Yeah, and it's funny because as I was coming up here, I was listening to um, this uh, amazing doctor, Dr. Faithful Coma, yeah. um, and she was talking about the 22 ways that you know that you are marked and called. And both of you guys, well, everyone up here has hit so far, like the first three points <laughs> that she mentioned about being marked and called is basically you understanding at an early age that you were not normal. Right. You spoke on that. You were not normal. You knew that something was different. And not only that, but you sat in, in I would say you sat at the feet of most people who were older than you and you were able to just feed from that. Mm. And I think that when you look at even our lives, every single one of our lives, and to anyone that's watching as a young adult, and you may wonder why does it seem like things are going on the way that they're going on, um, and why that, you know, I'm always surrounded by old people, <laughs> right. or always surrounded by these different things, and I find myself in these situations, it's because you're marked. It's because that God has his, uh, his hand on you, and his hand stretched out towards you, and he has a purpose and a plan for you. But the, the point is, you really have to lean in on those moments when you don't feel like you're normal, um, that where you don't feel like, um, you know, you, you, you should be doing everything out there in the world. But for some reason, you just have this yearning and desire to just stay in and be around your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandfather. Or even if it's just spending time with your pastors or spending time with different elders and leaders, you know, if you feel that desire, lean in on it. You know, don't run from it. And I think that's one of the things about our younger generation or even our generation in and of itself, because we see. So many people, and, and, and Minister, so you hit on this earlier, they mimic the call. They mimic the, the mm -hmm. fact that there is a, a calling or anointing. And, and we had this conversation with Pastor um, Daryl where he said, have we limited the movement of the Holy Spirit to just a shout? Mm -hmm. I think that when we look at that and we look at the fact that we have kind of limited the Holy Spirit in that aspect, how does the Holy Spirit really, and this is a question for all of us up here, how does the Holy Spirit really, is, how is it activated during those times and moments in prayer? You know, of course we have the shout, we have the high praise, and we have this, that, and the other. But let's get to the moments in the service when we're just praying. Uh, and we're, like, like Pastor um, Hawkins said earlier, that invocation, pulling down the Spirit of God. How is the Holy Spirit operating even in those moments of prayer and intercession? Well, for me, it's, it's the stillness of God's voice. Yeah. So sometimes in the high moments of prayer, we're in prayer, but we're in the moment and we miss what God is saying because we're so in a praise moment. Or, and I'm, there's no, nothing against that because I do feel like 
there are moments that God can speak to you in a moment of praise, but praise is not prayer. Come on. And there's a difference. When God wants to get your attention and pull you along, then um, he, he definitely can pull you into a moment of prayer. And I feel like in moments of service, typically like when, when the spirit of God is high, he'll steal me and say, everybody in the building, he wants to speak to us. So steal yeah. yourself yeah. in the presence of God. So you have to understand how to manage the moment. Because if you don't know how to manage the moment, you will miss the moment. Yeah. And most moments get missed because we don't know how to manage the ebbs and flows of the spirit when God is going in this place and you follow the spirit of God. You have to be sensitive. And I've seen a lot of people not know that there's levels to prayer, mm. you know, that people you That's have to good. understand that there's different levels of prayer. My private prayer is not my public prayer. Yeah. You know, my public prayer is not my intercession prayer. It's not my prayer. And my intercessory prayer is not my prayer life. Yes. There's a different, there's times where even Jesus was led away to pray. Yeah, that's, That's a private moment that he goes to get instruction from the father. And notice even in Luke chapter 11, verses one through 13, out of all the things that the disciples asked Jesus or could have asked Jesus about the miracles, about the signs and the wonders, the only thing that they asked him was, father, can you teach us how to pray? Mm-hmm. So it. prayer has to be. That means that Jesus uh, led by example so much in prayer that the disciples desired the one thing that they, not even the miracles, but the prayer life. That means that Jesus was so dependent on his personal prayer life that the the disciples said, we can glean everything else from you, but this prayer life, because we see things happen after you come out of prayer. Mm. So that's so important about prayer, but understanding literally how to manage the moment of prayer, knowing the different levels to prayer, when God tells you to shift in prayer, yeah. knowing how deep you can go in prayer into somebody else, because everything is not for everybody. Right. Come on. Mm. Right. Mm. Minister So, so um, this is what I'll say, and I, I'm, I'm at a place in my life where I'm just repeating what the mothers and the, the mm. old deacons are saying. Come on. Because... We're in a time where we really have to be really practical. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. And one of the things that the mothers would tell you right now is you want to see a response in prayer. Die to your flesh. Mm-hmm. You want to see the spirit move Hit in prayer it, at Come a on. church. Die to your bro. flesh. Come on. Hit on it, bro. Die to your flesh. And see, if you're not careful, let me be honest. Mm-hmm. Let me be honest. You know, people know me for prayer because of this. Mm-hmm. This wasn't here always. Come mm-hmm. on. This is what not made me an intercessor. I actually made a post about that not too long ago, but this is not what called me to prayer. Come on. This was an invitation because of what was already seen out of the abundance of what I did privately for years. Mm. So, you know, you got to be careful because a lot of people are responding to what they are labeling spiritual as emotionalism. Bro, I will run around this church. <laughs> if you are not careful. Come on now. If you are not careful, and I've had to catch myself. Yeah. Because people are people. Yeah. And some of them are not as close to God as you've become or you've grown to be. And so they see an anointing. 
but all of them don't know how to interpret an anointing. Mm. And so they will see you up here and you you will have to slow down. We talk about this all right. the time. You will have to slow down because it gets to a place where people are not responding to your access to God. They're not even listening to your words or what you're praying. They see your energy. Mm-hmm. They see your ability to pray and not repeat yourself. It's the small things. Mm-hmm. Your your it's almost like a like the people love singers that do ad libs and don't have to repeat themselves. Mm-hmm. Can drive a song and don't have to repeat themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't be really responding to the anointing. Right. They be responding off of the talent. Yeah. And there's almost a talent that comes with being able to pray. Yeah. And you have to be careful because you can get so good at it mm-hmm. that you know how to work a room. Yeah. And everybody think this is God moving and it's no. No, I manipulated you with what I know Ooh. will work you. Yeah, you just said something, though, that I want to hit on, and I think I don't want us to miss it. We see people's gifts, but your gift is not your anointing. Come on. You know, I mean, that's just a simplified. I know so many gifted people. The anointing destroys the yoke. Most people who are gifted can't break themselves out of anything that they're in. Like, but I'm just like, but I'm talking about the anointing. And it's not a feeling. It's not it's not literally a, a feeling that you feel in the room, you know, like we, we just say, well, man, that the presence of God must have been there because I felt something. That's not that's not it. It's got to literally be a breaking. You know, there yes. has to be something that's breaking when God's presence comes in the room is to identify something within us is to bring us to a place of revelation of his presence. And, and, and any time the gift gets more response than the presence. Yeah then we know what has taken authority over what. So my, my, my challenge with this generation is that we are more Pastor. attracted to people who have gifts, Pastor. but not anointing, <laughs> mm. and, and nothing is breaking. You know, yeah. like, I mean, no, I mean, they're still struggling in sin. Oh, they're man. still struggling in their past, and, and nothing is breaking. I didn't come to this altar to cry out to God for a gift. I came to this altar to cry out to God because there was something that needed to be broken in my mind. And so I'm asking everybody that's watching this and going to come back to watch it to really challenge yourself and ask yourself the question, okay, God, what needs to be broken in me? And what's the difference between the gift and the anointing? Man, let me tell you something. Uh, That is one of my biggest concerns for our generation. You guys are hitting on the head because a lot of people, like you guys are saying, they see the hype, but there's no anointing. And honestly, I think one of those keys are it's the sacrifice in between mm. that. Mm. Being able to sacrifice in prayer, turning down your plate, yes. you know, and, and doing things that are necessary, going after God, really having a hunger right. for God. Because the Bible tells us, blessed are those who hunger and thirst right. after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And a lot of people like being filled with the entertainment. Mm. Mm. A lot of people like being filled with the influence of other uh, other good. people. Yeah. But you're not being filled with the presence of God. And then when Sunday is over or whatever day it is uh, that you're having the service you're in the service but then when you go out you don't even know how to war Mm. and spiritual warfare it it doesn't just stop and even when you think about uh, anointed people like elijah who Mm. who calls down fire from heaven Mm. and then the next day he goes into a mental breakdown you know what i mean because at that time you you allow certain things to get to you that shouldn't have been there but because i don't know i don't know if this is said in scripture however when you look at it in this uh, manner, 
How is it that uh, a woman or somebody who is not God says something and causes you to to uh, to run away from who mm. you're supposed to be and yeah. what you're supposed to be doing? Mm. And, and if in turn you're not in the place you need to be uh, uh, um, with God in in a different uh, in a matter of speaking, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I lost my thought, man. I lost my thought. But, uh, you know, um, at the end of the day, people of God, you have to understand is that some things are, are not going to come but by prayer and fasting. Yeah. Some things are not going to come but by a sacrifice. And, and you have to be able to go after God. You've got to be willing to go after God yeah. and different things of that nature. I'm going to go ahead and pass it. man. No, you're good. You're good. Now, uh, Pastor, you said something earlier. You said that there are levels to prayer. Levels. You said levels. That, you know, my praying and then my intercession and then my secret closet praying. They're mm-hmm. all different. All so different. help us understand what is the difference between prayer and intercession? And I'm going to actually add that even your private prayers. Do you bring your private prayers? This is, I'm just adding this to that mm-hmm. question. Do you bring your private prayers to church? Yeah, so I'm gonna add one more to it, communion. Okay. Man, yeah. And we always talk about that. So for me, the ultimate um, promotion for an intercessor is communion, and that's what we see in G- Genesis, where Adam and God walked together in the noonday. It was deeper than prayer; it was communion. You know, it was where they literally, and and that was something that we can do daily, even when we break bread. Now, for Holy Communion, it says do this as much as you see fit. Because he's talking about, he's not talking about the bread and the wine. He's talking about daily fellowship with the spirit of God. And that's what he missed in the garden. So much so that he wasn't even terribly upset for the sin, but just the missed the communication that was going to be breached because sin breaches communication. So anytime that there's a prayerless believer, there's a sinful believer Mm. because prayer breaches the gap between Mm. sin and God's divinity. So when we're talking about private prayer, private prayer is the supplication that we see that we bring before the Lord privately, but it's concerning our personal needs. So yeah. that's that's my private prayer life. It has nothing to do with anything else or anybody else. Intercession is the prayer that I believe, bring on behalf of somebody else, a nation, a region, a person, a family that God will allow me to be an intercessor. So every person that as a prayer warrior is not called to be an intercessor. Come on. And so what happens is we di- differentiate the lanes of prayer warriors. And now we have prayer warriors, but an intercession is a call. An intercessor is a selfless position. And we only know a few. Jesus became the chief intercessor, became that he begins to take the prayers of other people. And he takes that burden on himself to say, I'm going to pray on behalf of somebody else. When an intercessor is risen up, that means that there's a, a person that can't get a prayer through on their own behalf. There's a city, there's a nation, there's somebody that don't even know how to pray, but God will position the intercessor between the porch and the altar to get a prayer through. And Ezekiel 22 and 30 says, I searched the land to figure out a way that I could not destroy it, but I could not find not one person that was standing in the gap. What was he looking for? An intercessor can stop, reverse the hand of God from doing what he would desire to do that he doesn't do because an intercessor got in the gap, the in-between between God and the sinful nature of man. We see it with Moses. Anytime that the people of Israel would begin to fall, Moses would go as a breach in between the gap. That's what intercessors do. But when intercessors get frustrated, 
is when we get in our flesh and that's the emotionalism that we start to feel because we're frustrated when we don't see the people doing what God has called us to do. When God calls you to be an intercessor, it's on behalf of the people, but you can't control the people. Your private prayer life has to be built up to even become an intercessor, though. Because if you don't have a private reputation in prayer, that God knows the sound of you. Most of us come to the presence of God. He doesn't even know our voice to hear a sound. Isaiah 50 and 4, that's what he said. He wakes up, up early in the morning. He waketh our ear to hear as one who listens or is inclined to hear. So God wants the prayer warrior to develop a sound. Because if your sound is not developed, you can never intercede on behalf of anybody else when God doesn't know your sound. So your private prayer has to be developed. Before I started praying for somebody else, I had to learn to pray for myself. Come on. on. And when we learn how to pray for ourselves, then God will give us the unction of the Holy Spirit to begin to go and stand. That's when my prayers became selfless. When I stop thinking about my wants, my needs, my desires, and it begin to become about other people, I'll stop there. God, my God, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. We yes, all sir. Here trying to contain ourselves. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God, God, go it. ahead, my, my minister. So, man, so gosh, intercession, prayer. I'll give me an. I'll give an example of myself and my early, like really young, because I'm still really young. But my really young stage, uh, I remember being in my room. That's where prayer was really good for me then. Uh, Still is. But uh, being in my room, I would begin to pray my usual prayers before I go to bed. But when I knew God was calling me to intercession, my spirit started going elsewhere. Mm. I would begin to, the spirit would begin to push me and say, hey, your grandma needs your prayer right now. Mm. Hey. Your uncle needs your mm. prayer right now. Hey, mm. that classmate you saw struggling with something needs your prayer right now. Go ahead, pray for your mama. And then my prayers became longer. Mm. My prayer time became longer. And from that point, I could not stop interceding after mm. I had prayed. Mm. And every I would I, and that's when I learned the levels of prayer because I began to tap into more stuff mm. as Spirit, Holy Spirit began to navigate me. In prayer. Um, and just to piggyback on some of the stuff he was saying, I really want people to learn that intercession is, I cannot stand the term prayer ministry, intercessory teams. Imagine if the whole, imagine if the whole body of Christ would rise to the occasion of intercession. Imagine it. Everybody's praying. But imagine if everybody, they, they just limit it to the mothers. Mm. They just limit it to uh, a select group of people in the church. Mm. And it has, oh my gosh, it has really caused the church to be bound in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because yeah. now we're limiting an experience that everybody's supposed to be tapping into. Right. Mm. And now we're, now we're just limiting prayer and intercession to a group of people. And mm. to be honest, half of the people on, them, on that intercessor team mm-hmm. can't lead nobody on this stage. Come on. Half of them can't do it. That's the truth. And then, the, and that's another thing. Everybody's not called to lead public intercession and Come public on. prayer. Come on. Mm. Everybody's not down. anointed to Break do that, that down, bro. Break that down. Because I've seen in a lot of, a, a lot of ministries that they'll see that somebody 
is called to prayer. They're always praying, um, extending themselves in prayer. And then they try to put them up on the stage uh-huh. and then they get up. And the atmosphere is confused mm. and, and, and it's just a whole bunch of, it's just really weird. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking yep. about. You know what I'm talking about. It's just something don't, it don't sit right. And I'm not saying that your spirit ain't right, but this may not be it for you mm-hmm. because you have to have a mindset of a priest in order to do anything from the mm. pulpit. And that's what I want people to get. I want people to get back to the Bible mm. when it comes to the navigation of public worship. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Why are we allowing everybody to get on the pulpit? You have to have a mindset of a priest. We have the outer court, the inner court, the holy of holies. The mm. veil is torn, but the format is still the same. We have the outer court, the inner court, and the holy of holies. And that's mm. the job of really the person that's leading prayer publicly. Um, I'm not going to lead you to the holies of holies because this ain't a prayer service. But what I am going to do is I'm going to get you from the outer court to the inner court. Mm. And they don't have that mindset. Well, it's, it's also they haven't been developed and disciplined in personal Absolutely. prayer. Absolutely. That's the You know, and so that, that's just what it boils down to. It's big. Anybody, and I'm going to say this, anybody can get there Yeah. with time spent. This is not a special call. Mm. It's really just, honestly, the, <laughs> they got classes on public speaking. Yeah. yeah. This is really to be able to, what they would call it, uh, carry a room. You can learn that. Yeah, but the anointing. Listen, I'm gonna keep repeating the Come mothers. On. The anointing makes the Come difference. On. It makes, it makes the difference, man. It yeah. makes the difference. You can tell, like just like you said, you can tell when someone is just praying mm-hmm. and they're not anointed, and you can tell when someone is praying and like the anointing just yes. falls. Yeah. Can I add to that? He was talking about communion, and one of the things that the Lord really began to deal with me the past two years is we before the pandemic. Everybody was in church. You know, everything was normal. The Lord had me look uh, during a communion Sunday at a particular church. He had me look at the congregation mm. as we were taking communion. And he began to speak to me. And as I began to scan the room, he began to say, I'm calling you to bring my people back to communion. Mm. Bring reverence back to communion. Because everybody was taking it so nonchalantly. Mm-hmm. And I was just like. And he and I felt the grieving of God in that moment. Mm. And through the years, he's begun to teach me the power of communion. And I'm mm. saying this as it relates to prayer. When we deal with because the Lord began to break down and show me. The the details between the prefix and the suffix of the word communion prefix, we have come C-O-M-M. And in that it is C-O-M-E. Mm-hmm. And from that, you get the word come and then you get the word commit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And from that, got to come to God first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you commit to God. And then we see co, which you develop your covenant. Mm-hmm. And from that covenant, you get that oneness, that union mm-hmm. with God. And from that union, you develop intimacy with him. And that's where the anointing is. Because yes. you cannot be one with God and one with yourself. Come on. Well, this is good. Oof. And to go, let's go even a step deeper with that. We're talking about communion, what we've seen at Denver. We've only really seen communion demonstrated in the garden. Mm-hmm. Right? We've seen it in fellowship with Jesus, of course, uh, and the Father in the garden of Gethsemane, which is the garden of breaking. You know, we talk about that. But you see it with Jesus, with, with Adam and God in the garden. And I always tell people it is the ultimate promotion for the prayer warrior because 
prayer becomes, if you're not careful, it becomes one dimensional, one directional. Yeah. Right. Just between us giving God something but not receiving even in the session is on behalf of somebody else. Absolutely. So then when do you get your time with you and the Lord? That's communion. Yes. See what I mean? And, and so I'm, I'm in a place now where my deepest conversations with God have no words. That's mm. it, man. Like, yeah, I want, I, I want to teach this, man, because I get it. I feel God now. Like some of the times where I really need to lean into God, God is not concerned about my words because my words don't suffice. Mm. Isaiah talks about how filthy our lips are. I'm yeah. a man of unclean lips. Yeah. So even your best righteousness is as a filthy rags. So here's the thing. When you get to communion, it's not about what you give to him. It's about what he gives to you. Mm. That, that, that's the other part of that. And that takes maturity. Maturity. Come on. In prayer. I've been doing this for a long time. I'm not a novice when it comes to when I'm talking about levels of prayer. We just gave you three levels, prayer, intercession, communion. Mm -hmm. It's three different levels. Now you have the gift of tongues, the spirit of tongues, all of that stuff that can come in your levels of prayer. Come that's on. understandable. Come on. But when we're talking about communion, that's habitual fellowship. Mm. That's you and God being in sync. Literally the will of God being revealed so that you can catch his plan in the earth. Because notice, God did nothing without Adam's approval. Mm. Because when you're in fellowship, you say whatever you say, I'll back it because we're in relationship. And a lot of us are not seeing the manifestation of God's promises because we're not in sync with God's word. Mm. And his pattern mm. is communion. And anytime you commune. So, so if you notice when the crowds would come and, and after every miracle, Jesus would, would steal away. To commune. He never said he said anything. He just got to get the instructions from the father about what he needs to do. And what I've noticed is, is that we're so busy trying to display what we know that we're not known. Mm. It's, 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 we're not known. And God wants us to be known by the father and to be known by the father that comes through communion. When I come to this church and this church is bathed in prayer, I come and literally lay on this altar. Sometimes the Lord don't let me say anything. Sometimes my best ministry is no words. Mm -hmm. Sometimes my best prayer is Come just on, uh, groanings yes. that I can't even utter because mm -hmm. I don't know the words. I have no words to say. My best intercession is no words mm -hmm. because literally I don't know what to bring to him. I mean, that's intercession. All of this man-made prayer is not pleasing the heart of God. Oh God. God is literally calling us to supplication. Mm. That means we got we to submit ourselves to God and invoke his authority in prayer. That's when atmospheres begin to shift. That's when things begin to change. Man, if you abide in me Come on. and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be unto you. Prayer is a commitment in abiding in God, communion with God, understanding that it's not something that you just do. It's your lifestyle. It's who you are. It's how you press. It's, it's how we make our decisions. They are hitting us on the head. Please like, sh subscribe, share, because people need to understand this is how we're going to change 
our world. This is how we're going to impact the people of God. This is where the remnant comes in. This is where we make a difference. This is where we see the miracle signs and wonders come in. It starts with the intercession. It starts with prayer. This is so, so, so important because I feel like a lot of times people think they can wake up and be deep. Mm. People feel like they can wake up and get a revelation, you know, and it's much more than what the eye can tell. It's so much more behind the scenes, you know, because when Jesus was in the garden, you know, he's he's all man and all God at the same time. But he's interceding. He's praying. And he said, Lord, can this cup pass? Because at that moment. You know what I mean? You don't want to deal with what's going on outside. Mm. You don't want to deal with everything, uh, the struggles and the heartache and the pain and all that different things. But I, nevertheless, not my will. We, we intercede to get to that point. Nevertheless, not our will, Lord God, but your will be done. Man, I love this. Man. I love yeah, this. You can't, you can't get communion without commitment. Come on. And mm. that's what we got to learn from those before us. Yeah. They labored in prayer. Labored. 12 noon prayer. Late night Come on. prayer. Come on. Before Sunday morning service they prayer. Praying at the and it was, the, it was the commitment Jesus. that caused them to get to that place with the Lord. And that's what you said. People just want to wake up deep. It's so true, especially in this generation. But they want the fruit of a prayer life, but they don't want to commit to one. Commit. Come on. And they Come have on. to commit. They yeah. have to commit. You... I have someone that's like a mentor to me. I won't say his name because it's real controversial. <laughs> but but one of the I know what you're talking about one of the, one of the one of the most committed people I've ever seen in prayer. Mm-hmm. One and and really is the person I got my format for my prayer call. Wow. Uh, he has thousands of people. That get up with him on a Sunday morning mm. at 8 a.m. to pray every Sunday. Wow. And when he feels the Lord calling him, he calls them to a fast and not just a fast. But on that fast, they pray every day at 8 a.m., wow. every day at 8 p.m. Wow. And when they do 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. during the fast, they just speak in tongues mm. eight minutes straight. Mm. And what that showed me was, and it grieved me, too. Because as controversial as this guy is, he is more prayerful than half of the pastors I, I met. Come on. And because of his commitment to prayer, you see the fruit of it in his life. Mm. Mm. And he's not all together to the saints, mm. but the fruit Come on. is evident because it's a praying man. A pray- mm. God can trust a praying man and woman. It Come makes on. A difference. And there's a fruit that comes from commitment. Mm. And that's why with my prayer call, I kind of, I, I, I resemble what works. Yeah. Mm. Prayer works, committed prayer works. It started off as a spontaneous prayer call, but I started doing it every Monday. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, because of the commitment of people, I said, if y'all can commit with me in this commitment to prayer, let's choose a fast every Monday. Mm. Don't just choose the fast I'm doing, Mm -hmm. but choose a fast that you want to give God to every Monday. So what does that do? That's making a prayerful life. That's making a prayerful life. That I'm not just doing this for 21 days. I'm not just doing this when my church fasting. But Lord, I'll give you a fast and I die to my flesh every week of my life. Yes. Mm. That's good. That's good. That's good. Y'all, this is a really, really good conversation. I'm, man. It's 654. I know. I know. Time just be flying. You don't even realize it. But I do want to hit this this question before I go to the last one. Um, 
What is the power? And and I and I want to emphasize this. Like, what is the power behind praying in tongues and just regular prayer? Mm. Good question. I just preached this on Sunday, and yeah. I think uh, so. I think praying in tongues helps to build your endurance in prayer, mm. and I think we should do it often. Mm-hmm. I believe that it strengthens your uh, spiritual. Uh, endurance and your ability, your aptitude to pray in the spirit. But here's the thing. Not everybody has the gift of tongues. Yeah. So to say to the person that doesn't have the gift of tongues to, to pray in the spirit could be confusing because yeah. they don't have the gift of tongues yet. So because some people haven't been filled based upon their church affiliation, the church experience. So we just ask them to pray. But for those who have been filled in the spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, then we ask you to pray to build your spiritual stamina through prayer. And I believe that that releases a dimension of power. And uh, because it's really about your personal interpretation between you and the Lord, that's what your private prayer life is and how you build that that spirit life between God. There's certain things, you know, I grew up like old school where the saints said certain stuff, you, you, you're not supposed to pray in English. <laughs> you know, there's some stuff you need to you need to keep between you and the Lord. And I learned that from... You know, I'm, I'm in an era growing up around people, of course, Pastor Hannah, who is a major influence on my prayer life, but um, Pastor T. Renee Glenn, you know, those people, I'm, I'm around hearing people like that pray who have weight to their prayers. Mm-hmm. Tamara Bennett, I've been around some some serious intercessors who don't have to do a lot. I mean, Mother T. Renee Glenn could just literally my God. grace the stage and sit there for five minutes oh my God. and the church begin to go up just because... She's built this thing with the Lord. She's been in the face of God every day, building your, like Montana said this earlier, is building your every day, getting God familiar with your voice, familiar with your sound. So I would say to every um, spirit-filled person that you need to pray in the the spirit to build your spiritual endurance in prayer. I think it's necessary also to to go deeper in your prayer life. So I think we all need to pray. Those who are filled with the Spirit of God should pray in tongues. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people get confused because there's a like that gift of tongues. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets to a level where there is a there's a, a, a heavenly language that is for the edification of the body. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't know that there is a difference between a prophetic yeah. tongue mm-hmm. and just a spiritual language for God. Yeah. Um, my spiritual language is my faith in God mm-hmm. that Sweet. I'm able to, to, let's make it real practical. I'm able to literally utter anything that come off my tongue mm-hmm. because I have faith in the language and I have faith that he knows his spirit make it intercession for us. Mm. So I'm tapping into what mm. is spiritual because I don't know what to pray right now. Mm. And, uh, and, and sometimes even if I do know what I want to pray, when it comes to killing my flesh, sometimes I will not open up my mouth to pray about that. it because the spirit is going to work better than my words. Mm. And so there will be moments where 
I know exactly what I want to pray concerning myself, concerning my family, concerning others, but I got to pace the floor. You, I got to I gotta go for it. And just as easy as it was to flow right there, it's just literally my faith in the language, yeah. my faith in the communication base with the Lord. Uh, you, you ain't supposed to understand that. You're right. You, 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 I can't stand when it's that deep person mm. in, in the Come congregation. It's like, there was no interpreter. You Come wasn't on. supposed to understand that. That was, for, that was for God. There you, go. <laughs> there you go. Come on. Now, there is a difference in between that, 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 that speaking in tongues and that gift of interpretation. There is a difference between that and just your, and as you stated earlier, and your heavenly language that is directed towards God, because that is where that prophetic language comes from. Yeah. When you're when you're going forth prophetically, there's supposed to be a gift of interpretation. There's supposed to be that interpretation of what's what's been um, brought forth. So, man, this is a great conversation. We are wrapping up. Um, yeah, we are really wrapping it up. It's six fifty nine. <laughs> I want to ask this last question and it's very um very practical to the believer to a new convert even to some of your seasoned saints who don't know how to pray you know is there a formula to pray and 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 I'm I'm leaving that with I'm leaving here with that question because even when we look at the formula in the bible with the uh with the lord's prayer you know we we know that is a direct formula but to some new christians they may think oh well am i supposed to pray that every time oh. <laughs> you know yeah yeah so there there is a structure in that that we have to pull from but what is the true formula to pray how and how can i or how do i pray uh, i think of course luke 11, yep. 1 through 13 mm-hmm. talks about it, but it really deals with three things that I've learned really from Pastor Hannah, adoration, confession, and thanksgiving. That's good. You know, we start off in adoration before we ask God anything. We adore him. God, we speak well of you. God, you're a lovely God. We welcome you in the room. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your holiness. Thank you for the beauty of who you are. If we never do another thing for us, God, you've already done enough. We start off in adoration. Mm-hmm. And then from adoration, we move to confessing. God, we confess that we're not perfect, God. If there's anything inside of me that's not like you, God, please remove it. And then we move from there to Thanksgiving. So, Father, thank you for just being God. Thank you for being the Lord of my life. Thank you for being the head of my life. Thank you for everything that I need has already been provided. Thank you for just being my stability, my mind, my hope, my peace, my foundation. My anchor is in you. So we start in Thanksgiving, and then we move into supplication. Mm -hmm. So I believe that is a formula of prayer that the Lord gives us as a recipe to enter into his throne. Yeah. You know, I don't believe we should just enter into the, the to the throne of God asking him for things yeah. and not adoring who he is. Yeah. So we started adoration and we move from adoration to confession, confession to thanksgiving and then supplication. And then we get to, to the parts of prayer. We begin to open up where there's a prayer point specific to where you are. And I believe in putting the word around every single thing that you pray. You know, don't just go and just be anxious, according to Philippians. Like, let's literally pray with thanksgiving and supplication. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be anxious about anything, but everything through prayer and supplication. So as we begin to pray, we submit our prayers and our thoughts and admonition to the Lord in prayer. 
And then I believe we can have targeted prayer lists that we have, whether you're praying for a loved one or you're praying for a job. I don't think it's anything wrong with that, but don't let that come before adoration. Yes. Like God has already yes. been good without a job. Come on. Every need thy hand has already provided for, great is thy faithfulness. So if we understand that before time, we don't have to just jump ahead of that in God. You know, and so that's how we've been taught to pray. Good minister, so that format he just gave, that Pastor Hannah gave, and is literally the format of the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, exactly. And the way I've, because I didn't really have anybody teach me how to pray. Mm-hmm. I I had to dig on my own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as I grew in it, um, but that format and the Lord's Prayer format yeah. is literally the format of the tabernacle. Mm. The outer right. court had the the. Uh, the brazen altar where you put the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. That was a point of repentance. Some blood had to be shed for you in the old covenant. And so they did that brazen altar. And from the brazen altar, they go to the wash basin. This is your your washing of sin. Mm-hmm. This is your cleansing, more repentance and more thanksgiving with those altars. And then as you go from thanksgiving um, and repentance, you go in the inner courts and it becomes more intimate. It becomes That's more it. supplication. It was actually incense that came from the inner court because this was supplication. And then you have the holies of holies. This is your place where you are still with God, that communion. And that is the format I've always gone by. Um, And Thanksgiving is so important. Adoration is so important because you need to set the tone in your prayers that all my issues that I'm dealing with, you need to know the God that I serve. Every every my atmosphere, it's got to be Thanksgiving. When I do public intercession, this atmosphere got to come subject to how I adore God and that's that's the format that I go by that's the format that I live by and for the new convert that's like should I have to say the Lord's prayer every time since that's the form no it's just the format this is not a script this is your outline on how to pray build Mm. off of it fill it in you know with your own life and the only the only thing that keeps people from prayer is excuses Mm. you can talk with them all day long about prayer but until they set aside their excuses of why uh, how I'm going to make time you'll never get to them so that's the format stick to it build off of it and and grow in that because you will see results from that Mm. that's good Mark you want to add anything because I know you about to (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm ready to pray I can see it in your eyes man but I um Everything they're saying, I just echo. Uh, and I, I'm just going to say this. People of God, it, it's a commitment. Mm. And if you stay committed, you'll begin to see the results that yes. you're looking for yes, you mm. within your personal life, within people around you. you it, it's nothing that you have to force. Just like you build a relationship with any other person, you can do the same thing with God. But there is much greater benefit to that when you do it with God. I'm telling you, it, it, prayer is the way I, I love to pray. Once I figured out the key to uh, unlocking things in my life, I just begin to pray more. A lot of you may see me praying on Facebook. No, I just did it because the Lord told me at a certain yeah. point to just start praying online. I said, OK, I'll do it. However, I've been and I thank God for my mother mm. because but when I was in the, the street, some of you may know my testimony because I'm in the streets. You know, I was a person that I got high and did different things. But my mother. 
mother, every time she would see me, she would hug me and just start praying for me, mm. having no idea what's going on. She didn't say it out loud, and but she would pray for me. I came in the house high. She'll sit on the steps crying, but praying, yes, mm. Lord, sitting mm-hmm. on the steps praying for me. And she prayed me through even while I was asleep. She would come and anoint me. I, I laughed at a video I seen, but she'll come and anoint me and said, you still belong to God and pray for me. And mm. the reason why I'm here today is because I know from a praying woman and my own life praying, it is in praying in myself that I know that God can, he can change, he can change anybody through prayer is what I'm trying to say. And that's key. He can change anybody through that's prayer. Key. It's so important that you have a prayer life. I don't care how prophetic you are. Come on. I don't care how uh, what you can see and how you can sing. If you don't have a prayer life, people can tell. Oh, Ooh, yes. people can tell because you're you're you'll come in the presence ready to sing and all that. And then where's there's no anointing no and anointing. Which, uh, something is missing because you wasn't praying like you needed to. Yeah, you wasn't sacrificed. Yeah. You came in with a routine. Come on, Marcus. You came in and ready to just come to a building. This has to be who you are. We can't you can't pretend this. You can't pre- because we serve the greatest power and he's no pretender. Come on. His power is not something that uh, you just read about. No, these things can actually happen. These signs follow those that believe. And I'm going to leave it right there. Oh, man, that's good. That's good. I know. I am, too. I am, too. I just want to add, you know, start where you are. You know, I know we talk. We talked a lot this episode about getting deep and a lot of things that may that may not make sense to a lot of people, but start where you are. You think that you have to be a certain person, become a certain thing, pray a certain way. No, just start where you are. Start with your communication, your direct communication with God. If that's just you talking to God, however that you communicate with your friend or whatever, start like that. Start that way. And then as you build, it's like we've been saying all night, as you build, as you grow, as you continue to spend time with God, then your prayer stance and your posture and your language will increase. It will change because God will begin to change in you. And once you see and experience that change in yourself, then you'll be able to do like what these two great men of God are able to do. Go out, intercede for others, pray for others. The Holy Spirit will drop names in your in your in your ear. He will drop things on you. I remember I had this uh, situation happen when I was in a prayer meeting for our, uh, a, a gospel choir that I was a part of. Um, and right, right in the middle of the prayer session, like my lower back just started hurting out of nowhere. And I was like, what is this? And I'm just trying to figure out why is my lower back hurting? But what I realized during that prayer, the Lord said, I want you to go and touch somebody. Um, I'm doing this so that you can pray for somebody else, so that you can heal somebody else. And it just so happened, another young lady in the middle of the prayer, she started having back pain. And she didn't just uh, she didn't say where exactly her back pain was. But I went and touched directly where my back was hurting on her back. And instantly she was healed. She was made whole. Why? Because that is the spirit of God working and moving throughout the prayer. You don't know how your prayer life will develop you and who you will become if you just pray, if you just spend time with God. You spend time with him. You don't know what gifts, what anointing, what what language, what person that he will pull out of you. You know, he, he could pull out an amazing individual, but you have to, like we said tonight, commit to prayer. If you don't commit to prayer, you're not committing to change. You want to change. You want to get better. Commit to prayer. That's good. Because that's key. 
It's so key. And, and, and I feel God on tonight. I feel, I feel you, bro. Let's go ahead and pray so we can go and get out of here because we're already over our time. <laughs> but I'm ready to pray. Pastor Hawkins, if nah, you could. We'll just... we'll just start off a little bit and we'll just let people catch it. Mm-hmm. Father, yes. we don't want to do anything unless you come. Yes, so God, we just ask that your spirit comes. Yes, Jesus. We invoke you tonight. Yes, Jesus. For those that are watching, for those that are going to come back and watch who need practical methods and ways to pray. God, we come and we just open up heaven tonight and we ask that you would just come see about your people. Yes. People who are desperate, people who are longing to hear you, God, as yes. a savior. So, Father, we open up our mouths tonight. Hallelujah. And we invoke your presence in this place and we say, Spirit of the living God, come. Come in power, come in authority, come have your way, come move by your spirit, come move in your authority in this place on tonight. God, we give you permission, God, as we begin to open up our mouths, come on, and we begin to raise a sound of prayer in this atmosphere, in the name of Jesus. Come, come Lord, come Jesus, come, come have your way, come move amongst your people, come tabernacle in this place, God, come show us your glory, come manifest your Spirit, come teach us how to commit ourselves. God, as we bow at this altar, God, we don't come asking for anything, but God, we come repenting and letting you know how much we love you, how much we adore you, how much we worship you, how much we bless you. We thank you for being God, for the God that hears, for the God that listens, for the God who is sovereign. Oh God, we open up our mouths in the name of Jesus and we give you permission by way of your spirit to have your way in this place God oh God come with a consuming fire and everything that's not like it God we give you permission and we lay it at your feet everything that's not like it God we came in it subject to the blood of Jesus by the authority of your word oh God in this place have your way have your way God and move by your spirit have your way God and allow your presence to saturate have your way God in the midst of the minds of your people have your way, God, on the hearts of your people. Have your way, God, through the revelation of your word and by your spirit, God. We ask you to come now and have your, yes. have your way, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank Jesus. To the person that's watching literally right now that's dealing with the spirit of heaviness. Come on, for the person that's dealing with the spirit of depression and anxiety. God, even dealing with the spirit of suicide, we cover you. We cover your mind in the name of Jesus. Come on, we cover you against the spirit of heaviness in the name. Come on. As we begin to lift up God in this place, we lift you up. Come on, we break the spirit of heaviness. And we ask God that the spirit of God would destroy the yoke of heaviness. Come on, begin to open your mouth 
mouth. Begin to travail. Come on, in the Holy Ghost. Oh, for somebody that's still dealing with the spirit of grief. Yes. That has unanswered prayers. Oh, We come in the name of Jesus in agreement, God. In agreement that you would release your word. Yes. And maybe your word is peace. Come on. Maybe your word is peace in the midst of the storm. Yes. We ask that you would come now, Lord. We need your spirit, oh God. Yes, you are the vine, Lord God. We are the branches, God, in the name of Jesus, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I hear this in my spirit, oh God. I pray for every man, every leader in their household. Yes. That's under attack right now and don't know where to go. God, in the name of Jesus, God, give them direction and understanding right where they are. Lord God, lead them, Lord God, into all truth, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, hallelujah. Don't allow them to get caught into their emotions, Lord God, where they forget about who you are and what you are, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, God, you created them for such a time as this. Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, God, order their steps, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Father, for they need you, we need you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, God, in the name of Jesus, strength, Lord God, strength, Lord God, strength, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, to the household, Lord God, strength. Hold yes. strength, oh God, in the to that single parent strength right now, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. They need your power, they need your strength, they need your direction, Lord God. Someone is ready to throw in the towel, but the devil is a liar, Lord God. We're here to serve the devil right now, God, and cast him out in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, have your way, Holy Spirit, Lord God. And thank you, Lord God. We thank you, we thank you, we praise you in advance. We praise you in advance, Lord God. We praise you for what we don't see, Lord God. We praise you, Lord God, for knowing simply for being who you are, knowing who you are and what you are, God. In the name of Jesus, God, you're the only God that lives. You're the only God that lives. In the name of Jesus, you're the only God that lives, God. I thank you, Lord God, for our, this pastor, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. God, continue to give him longevity, Lord God. 
in the name of Jesus as he impacts our generation. Father, give him insight in your word, Lord God. Lead him and guide him, Lord God. Father, I pray that the word that you have put in his heart, Lord God, reach those who don't know you, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you give him direction, Lord God, when it comes to the buildings, Lord God, that he will have, Lord God. I thank you for the right connections, oh God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that he won't make any sudden movements, Lord God, without you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you that everywhere he goes, Lord God, he will be blessed, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, God. Father, I thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus for the anointing of real estate, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that his family won't want want anything, Lord God. His children and his children's children, Lord God, won't want anything, Lord God, in the name of Jesus because of what you have placed on the inside of him, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for our minister Montana. So, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, for making him a prophet of the nations, Lord God, in the name of Lord God. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you continue to fill and refill, Lord God. Father, I pray, Lord God, for those moments, Lord God, where he may feel tired, Lord God. Father, I send a word, Lord God. I send a word, Lord God, that will restore him in those moments, Lord God, because he has poured out so much, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, God, that you'll never leave him or forsake him, Lord God, in everything that the enemy tries, Father. We thank you that it will not work, Lord God. Prosper him, Lord God. Prosper his family, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus for generations of wealth, Lord God, that hasn't came to his family yet. Begin to come right now, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. The vision, Lord God, that you have given him, Lord God, in the inside of his being, Lord God. Let your will be done, Lord God, because it's for the uplifting of your kingdom. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that there is a remnant of us. There is a remnant of us, Lord God, that still loves you, Lord God. There is a remnant of us, Lord God, that still believes, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you are the Alpha and the Omega, Lord God. You are the beginning and the end, Lord God. Lord, you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Lord God. You are the great I am, Lord God. You are the chief corner stone Lord Come God on. and there is no one greater than you Lord God and we submit to you yes, Lord God Lord. in the name of Jesus Lord Jesus. God there is no sickness that is bigger Come than on. you Lord God in the name of Jesus yes, Lord God Jesus. so regardless if it's COVID-19 Lord yes. God regardless if it's cancer Lord God you're the only God that Come lives on. God and I'm yes. on the Osiah in the name of Jesus Lord God and nothing can stand in your presence and be the same Lord Come God on. in the name of Jesus oh Father, right now, God, we give you all glory. We give you all honor, Lord God. And have your way through our cities, Lord God. Have your way through our schools, Lord God. Have your way in our communities, Lord God. Father, I pray right now, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you begin to restore this community right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I pray right now that you bring up, Lord God, intercessors, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, people of God who 
are hungry for you, Lord God. People of God, in the name of Jesus, who are thirsty for you, Lord Pray. God. We need you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. Because so many people are losing sight, Lord God. So many people are losing hope, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. But we thank you, Lord thank God, you. that our hope is built, Come yes, on. God, hey. on nothing less, it's God, than Jesus Christ and your righteousness, Lord God. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, God. Oh, Christ the Son, let a rock I stand all of the ground is seeking sin, God. And we thank you right now, God, for having your way, God. In the name of Jesus, God, you're the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. In Jesus' name, Come on, Ramanda Namasaya. We're about to close this thing out. Come on, Namaso. Come on, from your belly, can we hear Javel? Come on, Ramanda Namasaya. Come on, he wants to hear Javel from your belly. Come on, open your mouths and Hey, give us the spirit of prayer. As the disciples begin to cry to Jesus, teach us how to pray. Come on, teach us. Come on. Let the spirit of prayer come in this building. Come on. Yes. Come on, as you begin to open your mouth, come on, God, send the spirit of prayer. The spirit of prayer. When we don't know what to pray, God. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, God. Your will be done. Teach your people the simplicity of prayer. It doesn't take a lot to move it you, but it takes it. authenticity to move Come you. Come on, Jesus. We don't have to sound like anybody Come else. Come on. Oh. Come on. But God, give us our own sound. Yes. Our own sound. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, God. But God, can you do me a favor? Every word that comes out of our mouth, can you put yes. weight on our prayer? Can you begin to open your mouth? We're about to go, but can you just open your mouth? Say, God, I need you to put some weight on my prayer. Hallelujah. When I begin to open my mouth, I need atmospheres to begin to shift. I need demons to respond to my prayer. God, can you put some weight? Can you put some authority when I begin to open my mouth? Come on. When I begin to travail in the secret place, God, I need you to begin to put some weight. I need you to begin to put some authority on my prayer when I begin to open my mouth I need heaven to begin to respond when I begin to open my mouth I need the sound to travel come on I need I need angels to pick up my sound in prayer I need my sound in my travail to begin to shift regions and cities and nations in the name of Jesus as I pray angels begin to respond as I travail heaven begins to move Tell somebody I need I need the way 
aid of God on my prayer. Sotoria Nanamasia. Come on, Ramanda de Biosaya. Come on, Ramanda de Biosanda de Biokoya. Randi de Biosatanda de Bahaya. Kotonianda Namasanda de Bahaya. Come on, Ramasia. You know every single need that each one of these men have, God. And God, we stand proxy as the intercessor. Rosotokanda de Bahaya. To catch every attack that comes to hinder their mind in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we plead the blood against their bodies in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood against their thought life in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood against their hearts in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we take authority in the realm of the spirit and we ask God that you would move on the behalf of Minister Marcus and Thomas McKnight in the name of Jesus. We pray God as they tread that you would give them a new authority and new territory as they begin to tread. But Father, lastly, as we open up our mouths, give us power. Oh God, we can't pray without power. We can't intercede without power. We can't travail without power. We can't release the sound without power. Oh God, every single prayer that we pray tonight, God, seal it with power. Seal it with the anointing. Seal it with your presence. Seal it with your oil. In the name of Jesus, as we open our mouths. Thank you.